0: I'm taking my freedom, pulling it off the shelf. Putting it on my chain, putting it round my neck. I'm taking my freedom, putting it in my car.
1: Wherever I choose to go, it won't take me far. I'm living my life like it's golden, living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden, living my life
0: like it's golden. My life like it's golden my Hello, life it is Brandi Hunter-Lewis. And Keisha Johnson. And we would like to welcome you back to Episode 7 of Mamas on the Move. Yes, Episode 7. Wow. Lucky number 7. Lucky number 7. All right. Well, we're just going to jump right into it. Ms. Keisha, mm-hmm. you are looking so vibrant today. Thank
1: you. Everything is vibrant compared to where I was when I dragged yes, in here yeah. the last time after them tequila soap <laughs>
0: nights. Yes. Ooh, girl. Yes, yes. I'm loving I'm loving all of this look you have, this fierceness you have. Thank going you, on here.
1: thank you. And Ditto, I love those boots. Love, love, love those. So what is going on with you this week? This week um this has been actually an amazing month for me. We're mm-hmm. almost coming to an end on this month and, and earlier this month I talked about how normally this is where my my morning starts. Yeah. You know, and that this year I was going to make a concerted effort not to do that. So this week I um I um actually, you know, I'm doing the Keeping It Real Estate Academy online school, right. and this week I announced that I was going to do a one-on-one, select one of my students to do a one-on-one, and I've just been so pleased with the response, but more than that, I've just been active this entire month. Yeah, I probably lost a day and a half or so. I think you text me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were like, I'm about to... <laughs> you could feel it. That's the one time I tell people, you can get through anything with Good Good Girlfriends, but um, it's been a good week in terms of that and business, two new listings, um... DJ is doing really well in school, but the problem that I'm having—well, we'll talk about that later, because it's always so with DJ. But, um, but it's it's been a good week. It's been a good week overall. But I'm just really proud of the fact that I have not given in to the big D.
0: Yeah. This, this year. And I told you I was proud of. The, I told you I was proud of you as well. Yeah. I, I said, well, I said I was proud of you on your Insta, on your post on Instagram mm-hmm. because of the um you know you launching yeah the Keep It Real Academy. And then, or keep it real estate academy. Mm-hmm. And then, what you're doing with the mentorship program. Cause, like, you know, we've had to give you these love nudges. Right. You know, Miko and I, you acknowledge yeah. that. And I thought, I thought it's so cool to just see the fruits of her labor finally paying off and her taking that leap of faith to just commit to it and actually do it and execute it. So it's exciting to see ha- it all I like all unfold. the way you said that. You call it a love nudge. I yeah. like that. I mean, it's,
1: you're bullying me, but I it's still the same. <laughs> yeah, I love the love nudge. Yeah, but I mean... You but know, it's done in love. It is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I appreciate you and Miko and all my other sisters that sew so into me. But um, from a, um, you know, real estate standpoint, you and Miko definitely have pushed me in ways that I, you know was not prepared. Yeah. but it has given me great results. And uh, I plan to do that for one lucky person for the next 6 weeks once we get through the um course on November 8th. And you know, and pay it forward because I think that most people honestly that's just what they're missing. Yeah. Someone to believe in them and someone to hold them accountable. Yeah. That 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 is the gap between a lot of people from being just where they are and to getting to success.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. So that's, that's amazing that you're doing that for someone um and and just to to be able to sew back into other people, yeah, it's is a blessing in itself. It is. You know? It makes me feel so good. And another interesting thing that's happening, and,
1: and and I hadn't even shared this with you yet, but I was um, reached out by another um, podcast from rolling out called um, I think it's Sucker Free with Rashad. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of his last name right now. Rashad Richie. Okay. They asked me to come on Tuesday to talk about domestic violence. October is Domestic mm. Violence Month aware, along with Breast Cancer Awareness. But it will be the first time that I will share my story um, as the daughter of a victim mm. of domestic violence. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, I'll be doing that yiggy. next week. Yeah, I've never done it. And, of course, I got my sister and my brother's permission first yeah. before I even agreed because it's all of our story. Right. But since I'm the one who's most out on social media and... Yeah. Everything like that. So it's going to be the first time I share that story publicly. And, um, ooh, my heart is fluttering just thinking Girl, about it. But
0: I'll, mine is fluttering for you because, yeah. one, that is such a tremendous... Well, okay, I'll say this. You know, we've been friends for so long, mm-hmm. and I've been able to witness your growth. And, you know, just this journey it's been, you know, through grieving, through... Um, self-awareness through acceptance, through the things, all the things that we have to overcome personally, you know, and how, and to, just to see this transformation that's taking place, it's incredible. And I know your struggle, you know, and, and the challenges that you've had to overcome and the the pains that you've had to deal with and endure and continue to endure, but that's going to help somebody else in such a major way overcome what they're dealing with at the time. And that
1: is truly my hope because I think we talk a lot about the victims
0: themselves of domestic violence, but we don't talk about how
1: it affects the children when they stay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's big. So, so you got girl, you got a lot going on. So between li- that, you know, <laughs> you about to tell your story on the on that podcast, and then you know, this was ten years. Yeah, this week. Yeah, you know, after, from the death of, um, you know, your beloved late husband. Yeah, Daryl. So that's like, and you kind of, I loved your post because it was so, just revealing and like I would just remember my ten year mark, mm. you know, which was almost four and a half years ago. Uh, Bryce had passed in 2004, Mm -hmm. but I felt so empowered. Something about that 10 years. Oh, man, something about 10 years. I felt so empowered. I was like, man, I look back over the course of those 10 years, and I'm like, look at everything that I've accomplished. Look where my children are. They're thriving, and they're doing so well. Look where my business is. Look how I've just, I've had this becoming, like, just, or what's the word that I'm looking for? I just felt like... I just felt empowered. Yeah. You know, I just really felt empowered. Like, I, I did it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so that's what I saw in your post, and it just made me, it just made me smile. It just Thank made my you, me. heart I smile. Thank like, you, Bea. I appreciate you. Oh, my keys. I just yeah. love it. I
1: just love it. And I love you, and I appreciate you, because I know for a fact, and I say it a lot, and I say it until I take my last breath, I don't know that I would have made it through so much of what I've been through without you, because as much as I appreciate everybody, because so many people have prayed for me, it's different when someone who has walked that walk. Yeah. It's just different, because you know... They have literally been where you are. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. all losses are not created equal. So yeah, I have a lot going on in my life. I can't believe it because I'm, I'm just like, you're right. I do have a lot going on. Yeah. I have a lot going on. So I'm grateful and I'm and I'm thankful for that. So what's going on with you?
0: So what's going on with me? Um, you know, I had a crazy week. I had uh, lots of closings. I had, and 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 in the world of real estate, I swear it, it seems like Give every me
1: twenty dollars.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> You got I got you, girl. <laughs> but in the world of real estate, it's like whatever can go wrong like will happen. Ooh. And and I swear I, I I've had that experience with several of my clients and but still, they trust me enough to honor my expertise and my knowledge. And, and we always work through it and come out on the other side. But, you know, it's, it's crazy how you have that all the way up until the end. It's just like it's a, a tense situation. It, you know, you're managing people's emotions. Mm. And then, like, getting, like, you are the quarterback as a real estate agent. All the other people that are part of the process, you are in the middle, you know, orchestrating it all. You so know that's what the quarterback does? Yeah, the quarterback, I mean, they, they run the offense. You know, they run the offense. They make plays. I mean, nothing is not—everything starts with the quarterback. You know, everything starts with the quarterback. So okay. that's why I feel like we are. We are quarterbacks, and all the pressure is on us.
1: All the pressure is on it us. It is on us. And it everybody is. looks to us. I mean, I just got a text this morning from a client I closed three years ago, and, you know, something is going on with his hack situation, and— she reaches out to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, you're absolutely right. That is who they look to. They look to us. So I'm glad you made So you made it through those. But that's why we get paid the big bucks,
0: too. True. You know what I'm saying? True. So it's like, hey, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. So anyhow, they closed. And um, just, you know, it's my business, I found out I'm in a great place production-wise. I met with my um, broker. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I've, I've kind of amped up my goals for the fourth quarter okay, so I'm hoping to to really knock this last quarter out the out the park, and um, so yeah, so i'm just I'm in a good space, you know d- between business and you know kids are doing better, you know, I think the last time i we were on here, I talked about some things I was dealing with personally, mm-hmm. some breakthrough that occurred in different areas, and it's still continuing to happen that's good, so parenting, you know we're gonna get into that because that is part that is actually the topic of our podcast this week, and it came from a young lady. Um, And I'm going to pull up her message on Instagram because it was, I received so many messages and I I get these messages all the time um, about, you know, Brandy, how do you do it? How did you raise three boys? And I know Keisha gets this too, right? How did you raise three boys? And they're also, you know, they're all doing so well. Like, how did you do it? And um, so I'm going to read her message because this is going to lead into what our topic is for the week. Um, good afternoon. I really admire you and all you stand for as a businesswoman, mother, and wife. I'm a single mother and have a seven-year-old son. I find it difficult sometimes raising a young man and struggle with finding the balance with just enough love and firmness when raising a son. Mm. I find incredible that all three of your sons are extremely dedicated <clears throat> Excuse me, and great in their own way athletically. Do you have any advice on what you have learned over the years being a mother of boys and how I could nurture my child's talent or help him realize his full potential?
1: Great question. That's a loaded
0: question. That's no. a loaded question. And Ooh, that's, it's a great, loaded.
1: that's a loaded question. And I under and, and and yeah, go ahead, B, you answer it. So, <laughs> so Girl, where
0: where do I start? You know, where do I start? Because I look at, you know, the fact that I started, you know was thrust into single motherhood and and being a widow because, you know, I was married and thought I was doing things the right way, you Mm -hmm. know, had a husband and we were both raising our young family and it was, you know, and it was still a struggle even with a husband, Mm -hmm. you know. So, um, but being thrust into single motherhood, it just puts you in a position where it's like you just got to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know where that strength, I don't know where that comes from, but I think most mothers can identify with that. It's like being a single mother, you just know you got to get it done. Right. Like if ain't nobody else going to do it, it won't get done. So why why fuss about it? Why complain about it? Just do it. So that's always been my mindset from mm. the time that I lost Bryce mm-hmm. was that, okay, regardless, you just got to get it done. You got to get it done. And so I, I found my, you know, I had to leave Chicago. That's where um, we lost their father.
1: And um, what what made, you, I mean, I guess obviously you left Chicago because of, because they were so young and your family was there, right? right. So for you to say, okay, we got to leave Chicago, was it because the memory of what happened with Bryce was too much? Or did you, you, you had three little boys? Well, it was, it was
0: that, but it was also my spirit couldn't rest there. Gotcha. I felt like I would be on pins and needles, you know, my, 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 first husband, he he died very tragically. And he was shot and killed during a dispute with a neighbor. And I just said, there's no way I could subject my sons to the the possibility of that being their fate. Mm-hmm. It's so, in, in Chicago, we lived on the South Side of Chicago. And I said, you know, it's always so much going on there. You know, of course, everyone all, all across the United States always hears these tragic stories of of people, you know, yeah. teenagers, young black men getting shot and killed. And I said that cannot. I I just can't live here. Like I can't even risk my sons gotcha. being in that situation. Mm-hmm. So you know, it that that you know also just gave me the courage to say, I just got I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. I got I got to take the leap of faith. I can't leave them. I can't stay here and subject subject them to that. So when you moved to Atlanta, did you have
1: family here was all of your family up there. No, my family
0: was in Chicago. My so family... when you
1: moved here, you was just you and your babies.
0: It was me and my babies. I mean I know I you had a Georgia mom so yeah. you had good friends. So my but... best friend Tracy was here, you know, my sorority sister. So I had friends. I had a network of people that I knew mm-hmm. from school, mm-hmm. but I still didn't have like the family support that I had in right. Chicago. Right,
1: right, you right. You know, in
0: Chicago I had my mom, I had my my goddaughter, I had my, you know, just relatives, cousins, like I had people that were willing yeah. to help, you know, and support. But I, I didn't necessarily have that in Atlanta. But I just knew that my spirit didn't rest in Chicago. I had to get out. Right. I had to get out. So, um, but I, I feel like I feel like God honored my obedience because when I got here, and not to say that it was all you know easy and you know peaches and cream. No, it was a rough. It was a challenge building a business and managing three, you know, caring for three young kids. Mm -hmm. But he always put me in a position where I found help and it wasn't real difficult. Right. You know, like my neighbor, my neighbor right across the street from me, from where I lived at the time, um, they had a a 15, 16-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. Her name is Talisha Jones, and she was a godsend for me. Like lo and behold, here I am. I'm in need of somebody to babysit. And right across the street is this young lady, comes from a wonderful family, and she adored my babies. Mm-hmm. So that gave me the opportunity to go out. You know, in the evenings I would come home, you know, make dinner, but I could go back out and network and do what I needed to do to, to try to build a business. Right. And um, and she was there. She was somebody I trusted. You know, so it was just the perfect situation. I felt like just God aligned it where, okay, you, you honored you you trusted me enough to take that leap of faith so now i'm going to reward you for it right and put a line you and put people in your life that's going to help you I, I, yeah i thrive. agree with that part
1: completely because i never thought that i would have dj and not have my mom yeah so when dj was born um Daryl was from Philly, yeah. so he had, you know, I, we didn't have any family here. My brother was living in Birmingham with right. his wife at the time. And so when I had DJ and brought him home from the hospital, I was looking like, "Man, what am I supposed to do with you now? Right. I mean, I didn't even know how to give him a bath. I was scared. I called my girlfriend from my childhood to come and bathe him after three days. He started smelling a little sour. Yeah. And I was scared I was going to drown him. I didn't know how to do anything. Mm. And I had never had a plan of having a child and not having any grandparents. Wow. And so it was difficult for me. And Daryl's mom lived in Philadelphia. But, you know, I thought I was going to have my mom. Yeah. So not having my mom, not having any siblings. My sister was 19. She was at school. So I just didn't know what to do. And um, she came over and showed me how to give him a bath and that kind of stuff. But it's just like when I put him, I stayed home with him for a year. And but when I finally put him, he, got, he went to the Marion Wright Edelman Center over at, at the time with Spelman College, and Miss, um, okay her name was escaping me right there, Miss Bolton. Mm. That was his first teacher over there, Miss Bolton, Janelle Bolton. Hey, Janelle. And she literally just fell in love with my baby. Mm. So I know what you mean when you say God will place people in your life, right. and then he has all these surrogate grandmoms, and I just never, ever was without help for him. Yeah. I never was without help for DJ. Even now, I mean, he's 16 going on 17 next week as a matter of fact but you are absolutely right and I've never heard it articulated that way that God honored your obedience Yeah. but I honestly just never thought that I would have to do it without my mom and then to come and then have to do it without Daryl a few years later I was really like what am I supposed to do you know so but you
0: are absolutely right God will place people in He'll, he'll make provision, and and, mm-hmm. and that's what—the same fear that that young lady had whose message that I just read was the same fear I had. Like, oh, they don't have a father in their life. Like, I felt like they, you know, I didn't want them to have to lack or miss out. Right. You know, so it's like yes. you want to—so that's part of my overfunctioning where my overfunctioning comes in, too, because I just—I didn't want them to have to feel like they— would miss out because they didn't have, mm-hmm. you know. So that so all the extracurricular activities, you know. She talks about sports, and I, my background is sports. Right. You know, I played play basketball since I was, you know, middle school. So it's been a part of my life, and and that gave me the opportunity to play you know, in college and earn a scholarship. So, so it just that created... part was natural for you. Oh, it
1: was natural for me. It was not for me. Yeah. DJ played baseball because of you, quite frankly. And Yeah. He's, all these years later, still playing. it has an c- extreme passion for it. So what is your recommendation for, okay, you can talk a little bit about how you got, well, sports was your background, but what about the person who has son a son that is not necessarily athletically
0: inclined? So even if, if so like some of these sports that you can play at a younger age, I think, just teach you the whole dynamic of what it means to to be on a team. Mm-hmm. You know, like soccer. You mm-hmm. know, soccer and, and taekwondo. That's something I put, you know, that I put my yeah, boys in I when they were EJ young. It teaches yeah. discipline. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even if they're not gifted athletically... I say still let them try it. Right. You know, let them try it. And if if they like it, let them, you know, you don't, You can play for recreation. You don't have to play right. to end up being a Division One college You know, athlete. Like all your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're going to tell
1: these folks, <laughs> go send their kids over here to rest in the door. They ain't going where they got two left feet. Go on out there try to... No,
0: no, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say that's what I knew. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's hard for me to advise the person. You also have to be able to identify what you're... Children's strengths and weaknesses are, and be real about it. Don't be and taking be these kids out here on American Idol knowing they can't sing
1: like a lot of y'all do. Yeah. Um. But I do agree with you. You have to let them try something. Because when DJ first did baseball, I had no idea that he would end up first and foremost liking it. Because I probably would never have signed him up. Because it's a very hot sport as a parent that you yes. have to sit out there. <laughs> but um, expensive and it's very expensive, yes. very expensive. Oh Lord, have mercy! It's very expensive. But, um. Uh, but to see him now and have opportunities to go to college and, and that he just absolutely loves it. I'm super proud of him. He stuck with it and, and, and all of that. But I agree with you. Kids need to do something. Yeah. They need to do something. But she had one question that I thought was really, really good, and it was about how do you balance the love? What did she say? Something like the love
0: with the toughness? With the f- firmness. The firmness. The firmness. firmness. So for, for me, you know, it wasn't an option. Like, my m- Me showing love to you was, of course, saying the words that I love you, was being active, was being present. But I was a disciplinarian, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so my boys, they got their ass whooped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I'm a firm believer in in um, not sparing a ride and spoiling a child. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can raise a boy without having to um, spank them? Do I? Mm. I don't know. That's tough for me because I got my ass whooped. Right. You know, so it's like as, as, a, as a parent, you do what, you know, like, I mean, my, my examples were my mother and father. My father did not really spike me. I can count maybe on two times in my own entire life. Mm-hmm. He was a lecturer. Oh, okay. He was a lecturer, so he was great at, tr- at delivering a message that hit home enough where I was like, oh daddy, I just don't want to disappoint you. <laughs> right. I yeah. don't want to disappoint you. But my my mother was a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, she didn't play the radio. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember getting one whooping, and I'm still holding on to this. You know, me and my sister were arguing, <laughs> and and I called her a dog, right? I was like, you old dog? Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God. And my mother thought I called her a dog. Oh, she wow. thought I was talking to her. Oh wow! Because she had just said something to the two of us, mm-hmm. and I, I did not like. I'm not crazy. I right. Wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Right. But she thought I was well, talking I'm to gonna her. Tell you thought you talking to her? Oh but she she whooped me. No, because she had. All, uh, here's what it was. We had gotten a whooping, we had gotten a spanking already, me and my sister. Mm-hmm. And she was the culprit. She was the reason why we got the spanking. And mm-hmm. then we were arguing afterwards. And when I called her that dog, my mama thought she was talking. That I was talking to her. Mm-hmm. So she whooped me again. <laughs> I still feel salty about that all these years. I'm still mad about that to this day. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. still mad about it. Yeah. so that that is how I was raised. Um and, and that's what I instill and in, that's what I how I, I raise my children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I oh yeah, I agree.
1: You know I agree. I, I mean I haven't in some time now um because he's just too big. But yeah. I definitely when he was younger, I would light him up. I definitely would. Um because I'm I'm like you I was and, and I did not think I was going to be that parent because my mom didn't really. My mom, I don't think she ever hit me, maybe once. I remember, as a matter of fact, that night she didn't hit me. She grabbed me by my collar, and my feet was dangling off the girl. I didn't, even you know, my mom, it's like, mamas have supernatural powers. And <laughs> I said something back, that mouth, honey, this mouth is still here today. And Kate took me, and before I knew it, my brother talked about this auto attack. It's his friends that came over to take him out. Yeah. She did it in front of everybody. Ooh. I was so devastated. I mean, just, emba- yes, yes, I was so embarrassed. But um, but that's like the only of my dad, to me, he crossed the line beyond whooping. It was abuse, really, in mm. my opinion. So I said I wasn't gonna be the type to do that to my child. Yeah. But I feel like raising a boy by yourself, it's almost like you don't have a choice as a mother. Yeah. I, I applaud the mothers that are able to do it and don't have to physically discipline their boys, but I don't know that I could have done that. I feel like if I had not done that with DJ early on, yeah, that he
0: would have tried me. Yeah.
1: I think he may have tried
0: me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think too you you wonder like, oh, is he getting everything he needs I'm just a woman you know you, yeah. you know that a man you know that the boys need um, yes, they need. You know, it's it's things as as men that they crave that, or young men that they crave and that they desire. That as a woman, you just can't. Like, I'm not a man. Exactly, I can't give you what a man can give you. So there were times where I felt like, oh, you know, even though I have them in these activities and they have strong male figure coaches, and they're, I was always like wondering, like, is there something else that they, that that they need? You know, I remember at one point I would reach, I have reached out to a few of my good male friends, mm-hmm. and um, and just kind of cried out like you know what i'm looking for mentorship you know Mm -hmm. just not sports related right you know just some good strong black man that i know you know that i trust that if you can just spend a couple hours with my boys like just take because i felt like man they just they need that one-on-one right i agree you know so um so i think that's important even if they don't have strong male figures within the sports activities that they're involved in Find some sort of a mentorship program. I Definitely. put my son, Jaden was the only one that went through this program, the Hundred Black Men of yeah. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So he went through that program, which was a great, great program for him. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's important that you find the resources to provide them what they what 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 either one you can't provide or um, or yeah, or just try to try to meet their needs, and you have
1: to find them a mentor. That yeah. is, un, you you have to find yeah. them a mentor. Like I think that is what's lacking with a lot of our boys, even when in two parent households. Quite frankly, yeah. because sometimes, oftentimes, even with two parents, everybody's working, yeah. And you know, we're placating kids with material things when, at the end of the day, they really just want your attention. Yes. Like when I was growing up, as dysfunctional as my family was, and it is what it is. It was it was dysfunctional. Um, we still had Sunday dinner every Sunday, which probably in it itself was. Functional because all the shit that went on Saturday night at the house, but we right. still ate
0: sitting on Sunday. But
1: but it just, you know, that's just what it was. But I think even sitting around the table with, with your parents is, is not something that happens consistently yeah. anymore. Yep. You know, we're always on the go and this and that, but you've got to find a mentor um, specifically if you are raising your boys along. I had a, a, a young lady um the other day who has done some, who's doing some business coaching with me. She's coaching me. Mm-hmm. And she asked me some questions about, you know, when DJ was a certain age, did did he make certain kind of moves? Did he like to put on my shoes? And she's getting concerned that her son may not, he needs more of a male influence. Mm. And I told her, yeah, I remember a couple times I came home, DJ had on my shoes. He gonna be mad I said that, but he did. I mean, and I ain't gonna lie, I was like, look, look here, (laughs) I got enough shit to worry about with you. And I'm not saying anything because I think everybody, you love who you are, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I think that we have to be conscious when we're raising our boys along that they will kind of start to mimic your ways if you don't get them exposure for, you know, by other males. And you have to be careful. Nowadays, I feel like we let our kids see too much, hear too much. Like, you're on the phone having certain conversations and your kids are right there. They are listening to everything. They watch everything we do. Don't think because they got on the little iPad, they're not paying attention to every word that you say. So you just have to be conscious what you expose them to. Make sure they have strong mentoring. And I agree with you, it doesn't need to always be sports related because there are so many life skills that I do think they learn through sports and coaching, you know, coaches and stuff. But I, I think you're right. Find a good mentoring program. I'm glad you mentioned that because that is yeah. so important. Yep. Really, it is.
0: I think about um, the program that you told me about that you had taken DJ to mm-hmm. a couple of times. Talk a little bit about that situation because, I mean, that's that's the part where some mentorship programs don't give you that aspect of yeah. it, where they were exposed to the young men who have been in and out of, yeah. Yeah. of juvenile. You know, talk, mm-hmm. talk about that sometime. Yeah, piece. it's
1: a program um, um based out of Union City called Next Level Boys Academy. And my son actually went to that program, and he has a diversion program there. So basically he uh, works with kids who either can come to his program or go to jail. Yeah. And so a lot of the kids that are in there have... Um, gone to jail and are not wanting to go back or they're trying not to go to jail. And so when DJ went to a Saturday and I didn't go in to class the first Mm -hmm. time, but when DJ came out of that shell (laughs) shop, he was got in the car. He didn't say anything for like 10 minutes. And finally he was like, I just never seen anything like that. But he needed to be exposed to see what could be waiting on him if he makes one wrong decision. And a lot of those kids are just they're not bad kids. they just a decision away from making the wrong decision, you know, right. making the wrong choice. Right. And so I think having him exposed to that um, was super-duper important. And I didn't realize, I- and I did eventually end up going to a couple of classes, but I didn't realize how much gangs prey on our kids. I didn't realize the problem of gangs in Atlanta was so prevalent. And it's not just kids from the quote-unquote hood. You got kids that are living in million-dollar houses getting caught up. You know what I mean? So that's why I say there's something with the parenting or lack thereof, or we just think they want material things and all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, that is a great program. It's a mentoring program. He has a diversion program. Um, And I I think if you
0: have a boy, you need to get him over there and let him see what he... Yeah. And that's why I think the whole engagement piece is so important because even if they're you know their schedule is filled with activities and you you think you're doing something by just keeping them active understanding like what they're what they have exposed what they're exposed to via social media via you know high school just that whole dynamic of you know it's so much going on within these high schools you guys like you mentioned the gangs yeah um drugs yeah um i mean the girls and the relationships and all yeah. that stuff. It's like so much that they're exposed to. And I want to touch on that when we talk about ish my kids did this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole episode is, is for really. the kids. It's about the, the kids. kids. And, the kids. It, and really it and is. Parenting, yeah. So it, it, pa- parenting is such a. It's the know, hardest job ever. Ever. Yeah, ever.
1: If you're really parenting. And I ain't talking about for Instagram, photoshops. So I'm talking, for, I mean, photo ops. I'm talking about
0: parenting for real. Yeah, Yep. So, um, another question we had was What do you, what do the boys think of your schedule?
1: Um, as long as I can make his games, he's good yeah. for the most part. He yeah. really is. Now he does he does feel some type of way if I say DJ. I, I mean I can't make it. And I don't miss many games, and baseball has so many yeah. games, and I don't miss many. But here and there I've had to miss some. But I do, I will say that sometimes when I pick him up from school, if I'm on the phone mm-hmm. and he's excited about something from school or he just wants to talk to me, he doesn't like me to be on the phone when I pick him up. Mm. He prefers that I greet him first, see yeah. how his day was, and then if I need to take a call, cool. But he does not really like when I'm on the phone, and sometimes I pick him up and. I I stay on the phone the whole time and yeah. you know I'm like hey you know and not really so that is one of the things that he doesn't really particularly care for but I think because he, we, it just became the two of us so young Right. he hasn't known much else and I I had to make him independent yeah. I tease my brother all the time I call his kids the bubble boys because mm. I feel like they all wrapped up mm-hmm. and um, don't <laughs> get exposed to much but it, sometimes I look at my 13 year old nephew Gabe he is so still like dependent but my brother I think my brother needs it as much as he does mm. somehow and it's so weird because my dad was so hard on my brother. Maybe that's why he he's tough on his kids, but nothing like our dad yeah. was with him. And um, But DJ had to be independent, so I think he just realized this is what my mom has to do. This is how she takes yeah. care of us. And, uh, you know, I just kind of got to roll with it. But I have felt at times that I either have everything great in business and DJ's kind of falling off or I pull away my attention from my business to get him back on track and then the money isn't what it needs to be. So yeah. it's it's hard to find that balance.
0: It is it is a difficult balance to maintain. And I'll be honest with you, like, you know, people applaud me like, "Oh, I love how supportive you are of your sons and and you know, you got such a great business and I'm like, okay, it wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. Like I made a priority when they were younger, like I, I was gonna be present, you know. Like right. I was gonna be, I was gonna be at their games. I was gonna, you know, I would sit through the practices, you know. Like it, I was investing in them, but I, I, it was, it was what I had to do, right? You know, I felt like I had to, I had to be there for them. So, you know, granted, my business didn't grow probably to the extent that it could have until they got older. Yeah, until they got a little yeah. older. Until they got a little older. Yeah. So it is, it is, it is a, it was a sacrifice. Yeah. You know, like I don't know that you can. Do As a single a mother, age. yeah, I do agree. it all, do it a hundred percent. Like I, I don't know that you can. It's, it is, it is a challenge. It, it is. is a challenge, and we're in a world of sales commissions where, right. You know, we 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 get a check. You know, we don't get a check until we closed. We until the <laughs> so next check, a, and I mean a, closed and clear. Yes. Ooh. So it's a totally different situation, but I'm just grateful because by the grace of God, you know, like Keisha, we we are there for our boys. Yes. And I don't know that, you know, people I think see that in us and they admire that and they desire that. So that's really the where the, the root of this question came from. Like mm-hmm. how do you how did you manage to do that? And I can't give one concrete answer, mm-hmm. but I can say that I know my faith is strong. You know, I've always excuse me, relied on My God is my main provider. You know, Mm -hmm. He He has made provision in ways that I can't even really explain. Right? You know, like it kind of is like beyond me. Like, wow! I look at where we are now, my 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 sons, even my my blended family, and you know, my husband. I'm like, I have a a husband now and I'm like there was at one point where I never imagined that I would remarry again Mm -hmm. you know like so God has really done some amazing things in my life and I'd be remiss not to mention like like to acknowledge him right like a big part of this is really what God has has done in my life right and my faith is is plays has played a big role in that so I, I would definitely encourage you to to work on your um you know, your relationship with Christ mm-hmm. as you go through these challenges and, and 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 focus on that too.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I, you know, my my faith has not been as strong as Brandy's. I, I'll be honest with you. I have had my challenges with my relationship, never not believing in God, but definitely not understanding why I've had to go through some of the things that I've gone through and yeah. sometimes spending more time than I should have being bitter yeah. and angry. And, um not even acknowledging the blessings that I was having even during that period because he was still blessing me. Right. And even now, I mean, I have things that happen. <laughs> Lately, I've been a little nervous. <laughs> I've been having so much stuff that happened. And I'm like, okay, this is <laughs> right. getting spooky. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? But it's just the grace of God that has allowed me certain opportunities and and to meet certain people and, and, and stuff like that. Um. But, you know, even when your faith... It's not strong. It's it's important to have people around you whose faith is because they're still praying for you. Yeah. They're still uplifting you and their thoughts. Brandy has always prayed for me, my family, my friends, when I couldn't pray for myself or yeah. I wouldn't pray for myself because I'm like, what's the point? I mean, I was praying all the time and yeah. God still took my husband. God still took my mama and da-da-da-da. So that mindset kept me in a certain place for a long time, longer than it should have. Yeah. But I'm thank God I, he was still you know, showing me grace even through that period. But I do agree with you. I think we have to have a foundation of faith because there are going to be things that happen that are just, you know, is it unexplainable or inexplainable? Curse. Is it unexplainable or inexplainable?
0: Inexplainable. In?
1: In Inexplainable. There are things that are going to happen that um, are that word, and you're going to have
0: the faith is going to be the only thing that does get you through. Oh, man. I'm I'm sorry. I I have to... um, one of my husband's good friends, uh, his, his daughter was killed by a drunk driver um, last week. And we went to her wake last night. And the first thing he said when he saw my husband was, bruh, he said, any grudges that you have right now, anything that's going on between you and your children, any, like he said, none of it, none of it is worth it. Mm-hmm. He said, I give the world right now to have my baby girl back. And if I did not... Have believe in God? Like, there's no way I I would be here right now, right? You know, and it was just such a, a aha moment. Aha, like yeah. perspective. Like, yeah. oh my God, we 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 complain so much about you know this and that, and, and and here this here this man is about to lay his 18 year old daughter to rest. You know, like, it mm. is just...
1: I saw that on the news. Oh, I, my God. And,
0: it, and, it, and of course, Daryl was killed by a drunk driver, so my thought immediately
1: went to that because, well, the drunk driver that killed Daryl, he died, too. He was a young kid that was back from Iraq and was suffering from PTSD, mm. and uh, he needed help. Yeah. He really did.
0: But at the time, I didn't care. He took my husband. Oh, yeah. That's the way I, that's, I thought about it. And the his position. That's yeah, what it's He, like, said, I don't care. he <laughs> said, that's what that driver is claiming, PTSD. You know, he's a... I and, didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know that's what yeah, he was claiming. 50. Yeah. I saw the the, the yeah. um, mugshot of him. But yeah, and
1: so that's why I have become more and more transparent because, you know, it was a time I didn't like to even talk about what happened with my parents. Oh, yeah. I didn't like to talk about a lot of things, but i become more transparent because I don't want anybody who has the opportunity still to be making it right with someone that they love that they're not speaking to because I know people who go, and I mean, it'd be like, in my opinion, it's petty yeah. because to me, there's no reason why you don't speak to your mama. Right. Or your cousin or your brother. Maybe some cousin. I don't know. But definitely. Because <laughs> cousins don't... <laughs> you are so tough. But Ooh, you know, I mean, I'm just saying Ooh, A Jesus. cousin or two might not that worry You better a call that hit home. But, <laughs> but your brother and them And your mama and them Like definitely not your mama them I mean yeah. hell Even Penny Did Penny ever talk back to her mama on good times? <laughs> I don't know But I'm just saying Talk to your mama I can't see nobody holding a grudge to their mama Because I am a mama But I wish DJ would get to a point in his life he called himself not talking to me I'm riding up to wherever he is yeah. Okay? Yeah. But anyway I digress
0: Go ahead B so no, I, I think you know, we went all the way all around the world, but that was a very that was like I said a loaded question, and it's something that we still as parents, even before we we started our podcast today, I, I told Keisha that you know some things that my some of my sons are dealing with personally that is I'm carrying the weight of of the emotional. Strange, right? Because I asked with. you why you've been texting me at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And it's up? like I'm waking <laughs> up with anxiety, thinking about one, my work week, and just stuff that I shouldn't be thinking about. But also, you know, things that some of my children are dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's and it and it and you kind of carry that as a parent sometimes when you when you maybe shouldn't have. So it forced me at two thirty this morning. I said, I can't do this. I can't. You know, I pulled up some scriptures on worry and anxiety. And I said, I'm just going to meditate on these scriptures and peace. I pulled up some more scriptures on peace, too. And I said, you know, with these thoughts, even seeing that young lady in that casket last night, it just kind of takes your mind like, oh, my God, what if? How would I deal with something like losing a child? Like, it's Mm. it's, those thoughts you never even want to put Mm-mm. in your mind, but of course you, you you find yourself in a situation like that, and I'm like, I couldn't imagine a what-if. So I came home, we had talks with our boys last night about making certain that they're wearing their seatbelts and being aware, just, like, because you, 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 we can't control any of this, Keisha, and Mm-mm. that's the sad part. Mm-mm. Like, that young lady was parked in a light, you know, broad daylight, and this man, drunk driver, just hits her car going 70 miles an hour. You know, like, it. who, who can... Y- who can even imagine something? Can't fathom. You that. can't
1: even can't fathom. Fath- that. You can't that. She even was fathom doing nothing that. wrong. She was literally just sitting there.
0: Had just come home from school to celebrate her mom, either their anniversary or her or mom's birthday. Birthday. I birthday. I can't remember which one, yeah. So, y'all, I you know, that's why I just had to to get in my word, because I'm telling you, even to this day, you know, it's still a challenge. We have teenagers, and I I talked about this with Keisha, like the phases of parenting. You know, you think you got a rough when they're toddlers. You know, it gets a little, you know, easier as they become more independent. But as they become teenagers and young adults, it ain't no joke. Mm-mm. It ain't no joke. Mm-mm. And that's what we're dealing with right now, me and my husband and, and all of our children. So it's not necessarily easy. And, and some of this anxiety that I find myself having where I may need to pop a Wellbutrin or I've been drinking more wine lately. <laughs> I'm like incorporating my word, getting in my word more, too, because you have to combat these thoughts, that yes. you have,
1: yes, yes, that the yes, media is yes,
0: feeding you all day about, you know, the worry you have about your young black man being, mm-hmm. you know, just driving while black and like, you know, just even like you said, the young man getting shot, you know, just inadvertently being in the wrong place at the wrong time last week. Like, you just—it's so many things that just will will compound, you know, in your brain that you're like, oh my god, like, how do you not live in fear? How right. do you just not live in fear all the But you can't. You can't, right. You know, so, so that's why I've been more deliberate about getting in my word so I can just try to, you know, alter, shift my mind and, and have God calm my spirit and bring me a sense of peace that really that's the only place you can get it from.
1: Yeah, you need word well and wine. Word, that's the, a word, prescription. And wine. <laughs> the
0: word well and wine. The word baby that'll and take and you wine. through. That'll get you. That'll through.
1: That'll get you through. Okay, that'll get you through if you don't remember nothing else. So the word
0: well and wine. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to trademark that.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, seriously. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, is she, oh, she asked a question. Did somebody Did she say something about how? when do you know it's time to shut off your schedule? Yeah. I don't know that you do that with real estate. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I, I mean, I try to say that I don't take calls after a certain time, but the reality is if I'm in an active deal that is we're trying to get to closing or something may be happening, we may be doing in a due diligence period, the inspection, I probably am gonna, I'm probably going to answer the phone. Yeah. So I don't know that they have a time to shut off. But, again, my son is 16, going on 17, so he doesn't require as much. Uh, I am getting a little concerned that I don't see him do much homework. Um, I don't know that he's done... I mean, he said he do it in class. I, I don't know. But the <laughs> grades have gotten better, so... <laughs> I won't let it roll with what he's doing right now. <laughs> but but um, I don't know that you... Do you do you have a... Because t- you're married now, so I think they're definitely... When I was married, I definitely had a time that I tried to, you know, kind of shut down. I
0: tried. I I'm still working on that, too. Right. You know, because even, I've even had... Dylan has since has has seen me in my frustrated states where I'm either dealing with something with a client and I'm, you know, he's like, Mama, well, why don't you just turn your phone off?
1: Yeah. You know, he'll say something so simple. Yeah, it's it's so like, sweet.
0: Yeah, like, Mama, why don't you just, you know, get off your computer? Why don't you just turn your phone and I'm like, damn, if it was really that if simple. If it was just that easy. And, but, but that's what it should be. You have to be able to disconnect. You do. Like, because... What I talked about last week is you take on your client, you know the yeah. the drama of the deal. You mm-hmm. take that on on top of everything else you're dealing with in your own personal life. Yeah, and it becomes too much. It does. It and depends. I
1: tell you, Sheila Maddox, my mentor, one of my mentors, has never, and she's been doing real estate a long time, over 25 years. She's never worked on a Sunday. Yeah, and she does not take calls after a certain time. It, she just doesn't. And she trains her clients to know that on the front end. They respect so teach, it. And we they respect get it. At that thing. We do have yeah. to do better. I that, mean, that's,
0: we gotta own that. That that's something Something that we have not incorporated, no, we haven't, and, which will bring we us tried. more balance, which will bring us more peace, which will help us to engage more with our children, right? So that's something that we have to work. Yeah, we have to work on that. Yeah. We definitely do because it's clearly
1: it can be done. Sheila has been a successful top agent for all of those years, and yeah. she and she definitely don't do less than three and a half percent of commission. That's a side note. Yeah, I if know, you right. see a Sheila Mattis listed, you best believe it's seven or greater percent. <laughs> yes. yes, I love so, it. So yeah, when you train your people on the front end, so yeah, that's that's that mm-hmm. on that.
0: Well, you know, we talked about um, our kids and everything else and raising young black men, but now we want to go into um, shouting out another mama who was out here doing the best they can. We're going to talk about our mama on the move this week. Okay. Okay. So, um, and this... I'll, I'll start by saying that, you know, it's a lengthy one, but it is a good one. Mm-hmm. And so I feel the need to read the entire message that she sent us because I feel like it will resonate with women who may be going through the same struggles that this young lady is. Okay. Ladies, where do I begin? This labor of love that you two are pouring your hearts and souls in is just what so many of us mamas on the move needed. Your podcast is so relatable, and in my head, I'm a part of a conversation with two of my favorite girlfriends as I listen to you two. I've been one of your social media followers for quite some time and have enjoyed watching and learning from the both of you. Brandy, I began following your real estate journey shortly after my family's move to Atlanta in late 2011. I'd always um, had a desire to become a realtor, but had been married to and dependent on my good corporate job for so long, I didn't know how to or want to break away from the stability of it. Keisha, I began following you when I saw that you were also a successful realtor and a friend of Brandy's, and shortly thereafter, I began formulating my exit plan from corporate America to embark upon a career in real estate, but something also prohibited me from making the leap until recently. See, like both of you, I was struck by tragedy, and that was the catalyst for my leap of faith. Last December, my husband and I were eagerly expecting the birth of my son my husband and I had always dreamed of. Our daughter was nine at the time, so we were quite surprised when we found out that we were pregnant, but we were thrilled to know we were having a baby boy. But just as quick as we were jumping for joy, the air was quickly let out of our balloon on December 17, 2017. I went into premature labor on that day, and our son was stillborn in five months. I was diagnosed as having incompetent cervix, which is attributed to 25% of second trimester losses. Mind you, this is something we had never, ever heard of, so one could imagine our utter surprise and shock when this tra- tragedy struck our family. I do have to tell you all what the past 10 months exactly today has been like for me and my family. As I listen to the stories of your losses, I can relate all too well. Keisha, with you specifically, as you talk through getting through through those tough and dark days and sometimes closing yourself off from the world because of the grief you've experienced. I too, I too have and still continue to experience these moments, today being one of them. But as I listened to Well Wellbutrin and Wine, I couldn't help but crack up and appreciate the rawness and sincerity of your message. This is what is so magnificent about this podcast. You are not afraid to discuss the struggles and challenges that many of us face and ourselves are afraid to share with the world. Although I experienced tough days, I am happy to say that my tragedy brought forth purpose in my life. While I was out on maternity leave after our son's passing, I decided to finally push forward with pursuing my career in real estate. The real estate course that I had purchased twice Was set to expire in April, and I was determined not to purchase it again. I used that time of healing to focus on something that had been a lifelong dream of mine, and I did it. I completed my coursework within those six weeks off, took two cram courses over two weekends, and passed my exams on the first try. Ooh, that is awesome. That is awesome. I was elated. Soon after, I tried to work real estate part-time while working my well-paid corporate job of almost 25 years, but I couldn't, and I was becoming more and more unfulfilled each day. Well, to my surprise, my company offered an early retirement package in July of this year, and I took it with my husband's full support and blessing and could not be more happy. Now, I will admit, going from a great salary to the hustle of real estate is challenging and scary some days but I feel good about my decision most days, LOL. Had it not been for my tragedy, I am sure I would not have pursued what I believe to be my lifelong passion. So while it hurts and I still grieve for my son, I ironically see purpose in my pain. I'm now a full-time realtor and working to bring forth awareness and around second trimester pregnancy losses. So to wrap this all up, thank you both for creating content that is both relevant and relatable. It has blessed me and I'm certain has blessed others. Continue to rock on and lead and inspire us all.
1: Oh wow, that was so moving, and I'm so proud of her. And sorry for your loss, of course. But um, I, I'm, I so admire how she turned tragedy and you know into triumph, so yes. to speak. So I, we're we're super proud and glad to have you as our mama on the move this week. Did yes. we give her name? You know what? I, I don't have. Her
0: I don't name know. On we here. have her name. Jesus. Sorry. We're gonna do better. We're gonna do better. We're gonna do we knew it, this y'all. But... but but you know who you are. So yes. we applaud you. And we wish you the best of luck. And I'm hoping that you sign up for Keisha's course. Keep yes, it, Keep It
1: Real Estate Academy. Yes, the Keeping It Real Estate Academy. I'm doing a new agent boot camp. So please sign up um, yes. on my page at I List Luxury. The link is there.
0: And the Realtors Outlet will be having some more events. So be on the lookout for that. Super
1: excited about yes. the new next event for the Realtors Outlet with our girl Miko, the Realtor. And um, I think that's it. Like it's not enough. <laughs> I <don't> know, right? <laughs> yeah. Vernita Walters. Okay, thanks, Curse. Her name is Vernita. Vernita Walters. Vernita, sign up for my course. I look forward, and I and I actually go ahead and, and I'm going to work with you one on one a little bit too. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and make her a second person. I ain't doing nobody else. Okay, <laughs> second one on one mentoring for. Well, what a for blessing. What a yeah, blessing. she, well, she got Yeah, she definitely Amen. does, Vernita. So reach out to me. Um, you know, email us at We Are Mamas on the Move, like you did before, and give me your contact information so we can link up. All right, all right. So until next time, keep moving, mamas.